Hey guys, this is Raven, assistant producer at Your Magic, and welcome back to Ask the Tarot. This is a recording of a live Spotify Green Room show on Wednesday, September 8th, hosted by Michelle T. And if you enjoy it, you can come and listen to her do it again every week live on Green Room, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Follow Michelle T over on Spotify Green Room to get notified whenever she goes live. Speaking of live shows, we are bringing back our live shows, like our in-person, in-real-life ones. Our first show is Sunday, September 26th at Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles. It's a three o'clock matinee show with special guests Perfume Genius, Grace Lavery, Morgan Parker, Cat Power Man 5K, Carrie Bible, and the iconic actress and tarot creator Rachel True. Michelle will also be pulling cards for audience members throughout the show, so you won't want to miss it. Tickets are on sale now at DynastyTypewriter.com and proof of vaccination will be required to enter, so be sure to bring your little card with you. All right, here's last week's Green Room Show. Hello, friends. It's Michelle T. And thanks for coming to another edition of Ask the Tarot, where we get the strange satisfaction of eavesdropping on other people's lives while also helping them with the tarot, right? That's what we're doing here. Hi, Lainey. Hello to yourself. All right, you guys, we've got some great questions that came in through the transom. And I'd like to invite any and all of you, if you have a question for the tarot, I'm here to help you. All you have to do is just raise your hand under the little requests thing. And, you know, I'm going to alternate between these um, kind of longer, not always longer, but these these uh, questions that were sent to me over social media, which you guys can do as well. If you ever want to be anonymous, find me on the Instagram, Michelle T's with a Z at the end. And um, I will, you know, hold on to your question and I'll bring it here on Wednesday nights. Okay, check this one out, you guys. My former best friend and former maid of honor that's like a best, that's a real bestie, right? We had a big falling out after my wedding last year. That was a really hard thing for me, one of the hardest, but it ultimately caused a big transformative shift in my life. All right. I've left her alone, but I've asked some mutual friends and her best, uh, BF, I think that means boyfriend, right? Okay, BF. If she's up for at least attending the same events, it has caused quite the disruption with our group of friends. Gosh, I'd say so. You know, people need to take a page from like the queer people. Like you can't ever not go to an event because it's always, it's filled with exactly everyone you've ever dated, etc. And you just have to figure it out. But okay, I'm getting it. You guys can't even go to the same events together. That's really serious. I've been told she's still not ready. Okay, whoa. Her birthday is approaching this month and I'd just love some insight on what to do. Should I send her a card to try to reach out? Should I continue giving her space? Should I just let it all go? Is there any hope left to at least be acquaintances so we don't have to have our friends avoid both of us coming to the same events? Oh man, that sounds like a real burden for a friend group, right? Any insight would be so appreciated. Okay, listen, as hard as it looks like, I mean, (laughs) I'm going to start this like I always do by giving my two cents that was actually never really asked for. I just like, I'm just a little hesitant because it sounds like everyone's relaying that she doesn't want to be in touch. So it seems like that's maybe the boundary to respect. But hey, that's just what I'm saying. The tarot, the tarot might say something quite different because our lives are total mysteries. And if there's uh, nothing that, you know, shines a light on that fact, it is the tarot, I think. So I'm going to pick a card first. What does it look like if you send a card and try to reach out? What if you just send a little card? Just, hey, I'm thinking of you. I don't know. I'm a different person than I was. It sounds like maybe, you know, I don't know the nature of this, this rift, but maybe like some, maybe the querent learned a real serious lesson and is like a better person for it. I don't know. Okay. What does it look like if there's some sort of contact that happens? All right. What's the next question? Should I continue giving her space? Right. Should I just, you know, keep on keeping on avoiding her? not going to the same, you know, karaoke bars on the same night. That just sounds so hard and and really, no doubt, really hard for the friend group to have to figure out all of that stuff. Ugh, don't you just hate that? All right, gonna just give one last little shuffle here. What's the other option? Um, Should I just let it all go? So that's interesting. That's a little different than giving her space, right? Giving her space is more like, I'm giving her space for now, but I'm still sort of waiting to see when I can get back in there. But should I let it all go is just like, should I abandon all hope for, you know, ever reconciling with this person? You know, like, what does that look like? What does it look like if you just let it all go and really move on from it? It sounds hard because it sounds like, you know, you must be reminded 
about her presence all the time because of your like mutual and divided friend group. This is a messy one, you guys. Okay, here we go. What if you send her a little card? A little card does not look like a good idea, okay? The first card that um, came up for reaching out in that way is the four of discs in the Crowley deck that I read on. It's called Power. Um, it's a fortress, right? Um, you know, these tarot cards, they contain so many different meanings, you guys. And so it's really up to the reader to sort of, you know, take into account the nature of the question, what's the context, what's being asked, and then decide what that card means in this context. And in this context of somebody who's drawn a boundary, and then the querent is like, should I, you know, try to scoop my way around this boundary? What came up is a card that, that features an illustration of an impermeable boundary. It is a fortress. It does not want to be breached. Right next to it is the Queen of Swords. She is a mean queen. <laughs> she's sitting up in, she fires people. She literally cuts their heads off. You guys, she's literally holding, you know, a decapitated head in one hand and a sword in the other. And then the next one, Prince of Cups, the moody Scorpio prince. He is just, you know, obsessing and a little dark, staring into his cup. This is a no. You know, this person is like not willing to be contacted. And it looks like should you breach that fortress, you're going to get your head cut off by the Queen of Swords. That's how I would read that. Okay. Continue giving space. What does that look like? Ah, oh, it looks hard. It looks hard. The Ruin card. It's the Ten of Swords, you guys. It's like the worst conflict card, right? We know it in the Rider Waite card as the, the person who's been stabbed in the back, right? So so was there a backstabbing? Did the parent stab her maid of honor in the back? Was she stabbed in the back by the maid of honor? I don't know. What comes after that? Well, what always happens after you get stabbed in the back? Death. That's the next card. We get the ruin, Ten of Swords, moving into death. And then it's the Prince of Swords. And you guys, the Prince of Swords, he um, he's this guy who's in this chariot and he wants it to move forward, but it's being pulled by these little weaklings that can't pull it. So he's frustrated. And he's going to, you know, he has his, his knife pulled just like the queen of swords, but he's going to slice through the reins and let the little weaklings go and try to figure out another way. So, you know, just giving her space, it looks hard, right? It looks like this is not something that you continue to be able to do. Um, it's been a while. It's, oh, what if you just let it go? What if you just let it go? Yes. Oh my God, my friend, this is, this is the mode for you. Hold on. Um, the knight of discs. He is not rushing anywhere. He's not moving forward to try to fix things. He's not riding backwards to try to fix things into the past. He's just right where he is. And he's like, this is it. This is what's going on. And I'm not moving. My, I'm sitting here on my horse. Anyway, the Knight of Discs is just saying like, yeah, don't, you know, in the context of what if I let this go, he's letting it go. He's not trying. He's not doing anything. It looks like a little relaxing almost. Like stop waiting for change, you know, stop waiting for that sign. The next thing that happens, the two of wands dominion. This is really interesting. It's Mars in Aries. You know, Aries is the most self-focused sign in the Zodiac, right? And there's this saying in a little 12-step program called Al-Anon that I happen to love, you know, it really helps you with people problems and don't we all have them. There's a saying, keep the focus on yourself. So sometimes when we're like caught up in a, you know, a drama with another person in a conflict, it's so easy to just sort of mentally, emotionally be like all over in their space, wondering about it, trying to figure out, trying to solve the problem, thinking about them. This keep the focus on yourself. It just brings it all back to you, you know? And here, I just feel like this, the dominion card coming for letting it go. It's like, yes, let go of this person, focus on yourself, let go of this person. And then the final card, three of discs, work another mars card mars and capricorn you know i think it's it'll be a little bit hard you know the the work card does you know work is work right it's a little bit of struggle it needs a little effort might be hard to let it go completely but it's it's a good work that's a good struggle for you the other struggles should i write her a letter not a good struggle should i just keep giving her space but like all the time all the while you're waiting for change that's not a good struggle this is the good work to do. Let this all go. You know, people come in and out of our lives for mysterious reasons. Who knows? Maybe when you guys are like elderly grannies in like 50 years, you'll end up at the same old folks home and you'll just like laugh about it all. But you know, don't, don't make no hope for anything changing. That's not what the cards are saying. Um, you, you're not going to let go in hopes that it all come back around. You're truly just going to let go of this relationship. Um, and I wish you so much luck doing that. It's very hard to let go of friendships and those kind of breakups don't always get 
the attention and the love and the care that, you know, romantic breakups get in our culture. So, so much love to you. All right. Let's see who, see who we got for requests. Chantal Popic, I'm bringing you up. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm so excited. I've been listening to the show and I just love it. I love your podcast and I think you're awesome. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast as well. Thank you very much. Um, what can I do for you today? So I guess to kind of break it down, I just turned 38. Okay. Happy birthday. Through like, thank you. I'm going through like a, a, how come I'm so behind schedule compared to all my friends? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like, obviously everyone has their own journey and all of that, but. And um, all the best people are behind their friends. Can I just say that? All the best people. Yeah. But, but continue, carry on. So, you know, I'm, I'm 38 and I would very much like to have a family. Mm -hmm. I am currently single. I'm not seeing anyone. Um, My last relationship ended in kind of a yucky way and you know I'm still kind of grieving that a little bit mm-hmm. um, what I'm wondering is you know should I continue to get out there and date and hold out for you know quote-unquote Mr. Right to have a child with or mm-hmm. should I start exploring other avenues like finding a platonic co-parent or something like that okay cool I love this like I love just I love like knowing that like you still get to kind of be the master of your own destiny. It doesn't all hinge on if you're in a relationship or if you find somebody who's like, you know, co-parenting romantic material, like there's other ways to have families. It's so great, but let's see what the cards say for you. Okay. First I'm shuffling. I'm just going in the order of how you uh, presented it. I'm shuffling to see what does it look like if you continue dating, holding out for somebody um, that might be, a good candidate to begin a family with. What does that look like for you? All right. There's my last shuffle. I'm picking three cards out. Now, what would it look like for you just to take your, your fertility into your own hands and start looking at other options? Are there other people, um, you know, that you can share the parenting responsibility with who are friends who want to get involved in a child rearing situation? Oh, I just love that idea. You know, can you go it on your own? Just like, what does it look like? If you stop waiting for that proverbial Mr. Right and just go forward with your own intention to create your own family and have a child, what does that look like for you? Okay, pulling those cards. All right, so first, what does it look like to keep on the dating front? Oh, looks good. And what if you both, both and, how do you like that? Um, They both look good. I want to tell you about dating first, okay? It's like, kind of funny it's your first card is the four of swords it's called truce you're like okay fine you know like fine i'll keep dating it's it's sort of um it's a great card actually it's jupiter and libra libra rules dating rules marriage and romance so that's really nice and jupiter brings gifts so that's a very promising card um what's funny though is that you know it's called truce truces only happen after wars so it's really it's really acknowledging that like you've been through something right which you acknowledge yourself that you're you're still healing from stuff um and the dating also is just hard it's hard for everybody right no i don't know hardly anyone that likes dating your next card is kind of more of the same on that front right it's the seven of wands it's called valor it's mars and leo so i mean the valor card is really interesting it's it's sort of a struggle but it's a struggle you're going to win it's a yes. It's a it's a go for it. It's a positive card, but it's complicated because it definitely acknowledges that you're feeling a little worn out. You're feeling a little tired. Like I see I see this as you just being like, "Ugh, I don't I don't want to keep dating. Like who are these schmucks? How many, you know, frogs do I need to kiss before I find my baby daddy, you know? Like what what do I got to do here?" But, you know, Mars and Leo can't no, it can't give up. It's like not in its nature to give up. It is in its nature to complain about it a little bit. So, you know, have your friend's shoulders to cry on, but you're going to keep going. And I'm glad that you do because your final card is success. It's literally called success. Okay. It's the six of discs. It's beautiful. It's a moon in Taurus. What a gorgeous family building placement. The moon is nurturing. It's, it's mom, it's, it's emotions, it's family. Taurus is like, let me build you a home. I'm hardworking, you know, let me like, plant a garden for our our meals it's just wonderful it's a really really good card but 
I got to tell you what it looks like for you to go off, go off on your own. You know, the centerpiece card for going off on your own is the Aeon. And the Aeon is a very powerful card. It's in the Major Arcana. Um, it's a card sort of unique to the Toth deck. Um, in other decks, it's called Judgment. So it's a riff on the Judgment card, but it, it means something a little different in this one. The Aeon, it's like a new era, right? It's like a new cycle of time in a really major way. And you walk through that door and that's what it looks like. It looks like there's a doorway um, in the card. It's the night sky in the form of the Egyptian night goddess, sky goddess, Nut. So it's just this beautiful card. There's an image on the card of the old pharaoh. And he's on the outs, right? He's done. He did his job. He's done. The new pharaoh is this little baby who's like biting, like chewing on his finger. You're like, how is this little baby? First of all, it's a baby card, which I like, right? Um, I'll take like all the symbolism and I'll take it literally, okay? The little baby's chewing on his finger and you're like, how is this baby going to rule Egypt? But it's his destiny. So he's going to do it. He's going to grow into the role. So, you know, I see this as you might be like, how the hell am I going to, you know, start a family on my own? You just take, you know, that first step and then you take the second step. And then before you know it, you're walking, you're walking through the portal into your new life. That's what this card says. I think it will happen very quickly for you. You have the eight of wands, which is called swiftness. So, you know, not to be like too on the nose, but it really is about quickly moving energy, things that take on a life of their own. It's Mercury and Sagittarius. Mercury is communication. Sag goes for it. Sag is a TMI communicator. This is you just being like, who wants to have a baby with me? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and probably getting a few hands raised. Um, your final card in this poll is the three of discs. I love a good solid disc card and earth card for a question like this. Um, it's Mars in Capricorn and it's called works. You know, I do think that, I mean, I think, we, you know, we as humans have lots of life, life's work, right? We have our life's work. Sometimes that's our career or our art practice. Sometimes it's family building. I mean, I think it's all of those things. We don't need to just have one life's work, but it seems like this is like a life's work for you. This is going to be a very big deal. It's something that you're going to have to put some effort into, but um, you put in that effort and you get what you want. It's, you know, Capricorn delivers and so does Mars. It just asks that you kind of do the work. So I mean, I, not to be totally narcissistic again, but you know, I had my kid in a funny way where I didn't have any partners on the horizon. And I just was like, I'm going to just try to have a baby on my own. So I started, you know, sending people emails, you know, can, can I have your baby, etc. And in the midst of doing that, I did meet somebody and ended up having a baby with that person. So you know, saying both and could sound a little confusing, except who knows what the life holds for you? You know, who knows what's out there? I think one thing that's clear is that you should start, you know, don't wait around, feel empowered, go, go take those first steps. And at the same time, date, you know, date because it's fun to connect with people and maybe you'll fall in love and then who knows what will happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I like that. Uh, it's not a, you know, oh, it only has to be one way. Right. I like that too. I do like that too. So yeah, just kind of like do, do both and just see what comes along faster even, you know, but I think they'll support each other. Uh, you know, I think, I think that even going forward with it now, we'll start getting your own head around like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to have a kid, you know, and there's a whole process around that that's super crucial and important that you'll be putting yourself into. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're all rooting for you, of course. We wish you so much luck on the dating field and the baby having field. If you need to name your baby, ask the tarot. If you just want to do it as a middle name, because it's kind of a weird name to have for a first name, I would understand. So okay. just so you know that. Okay. <laughs> Thank right. you, Chantal. Have a great night. All right. I got another, you guys, this is a doozy that I have here. Okay. All right. Check this out. This is a relationship one and I'm a little concerned. I'm in a brand new relationship with a guy after being single for 2.5 years following a marriage breakup. Ugh. I was really happy with my life, but wanted someone to go see films with, share stuff with, etc. While deep down wanting to meet my twin flame slash soulmate slash whatever you want to call it. All right, you guys, am I crazy? I, I want you guys to um, get in the comments what do you guys think about twin flames? I mean, I don't know. I know what a soulmate is, right? We all know what a soulmate is. I happen to think you can have lots of different soulmates, but some people think that's a little promiscuous. Isn't a twin flame someone who's like perfect for you, but in a terrible way? <laughs> I don't know. I know it's very passionate. Anyway, tell me what you guys think about uh, twin flames and soulmates. And if you believe in them, because I'm really curious, but I'm going to keep reading this, okay? I was a bit stubborn and wouldn't go on the dating apps, despite friends telling me I should thinking that the universe would just present me with my twin flame. I've been trying to manifest in a local cafe or park. Well, I hate when the universe makes you work for it by 
going on an app. Jesus. A few months ago, I gave in, went on a dating app, and the first person I matched with is now my boyfriend. We had an intense connection. There's a two-hour distance between us, so we've spent some weeks together, some apart, and feel very in love. Less than two months later, and I'm starting to see challenges in the relationship, yet the spiritual connection there still feels really strong. We are planning towards building a cabin in the woods together and living semi-off-grid, a dream for both of us. I'm committed to this, but I can't tell if he will really commit to actually seeing the plan through or if it's just a nice dream for him. I guess I would like to ask the tarot if these initial early challenges coming up at the moment are something we can work through and become stronger, and also if our dream will become a reality. Okay, do I just watch too much, you know, ID channel? Um, <laughs> like, I'm just like, really? I don't know. Is it a good idea to go live off the grid with somebody that you met on an app that you lives two hours away from you? Like, do you... I just be careful, everybody. I mean, I say this and I, I've like totally been the girl who's just running over somebody's house that I met on Tinder because I'm in the mood. So I get it. I get it. But all right. What does the tarot say? Never mind what I say. What does the tarot say? So I'm going to shuffle and ask. All right. So there's some challenges coming up. Like, what does this look like? I'm going to shuffle. I want to see some imagery that sort of shows me like what is the nature of this connection okay we got some challenges all right what what relationships don't have challenges right are they serious challenges are they is the love bigger than the challenges i'm gonna i just want some illumination from the tarot i love asking the tarot to show me show me some pictures that um that show me you know what this what this relationship looks like okay what is the vibe here picking three cards um and now I'm going to also see what does it look like for these folks to go and live in the woods off a grid, off the grid. <laughs> oh, my nightmare. But it's not my question now, is it? Okay. Um, I, I mean, I read, I read Walden. I read Thoreau. I get it. You know, you go off the grid and like, who knows what kind of lovely person you would become, you know, just in nature without horrid civilization to corrupt you. I get the dream. I'm sympathetic. What does it look like, though, for you guys, you and your love? I'm happy you're in love. It feels so good to be in love, doesn't it? What does it look like for you guys to pursue this dream? Okay, so first, the nature of the connection. Oh, all right. Whoa. It's a mixed bag, okay? We got the five of discs. It's called wary, all right? It's, you know, it's earth. So it's about it's about worry about material things. It's, it's like, I don't know if there's like an insecurity. I mean, you guys, you know, don't live near each other. You're essentially in a long distance relationship, right? And so that's, there is some worry there, maybe like you guys don't really know each other, you know, some things about each other, but you guys don't necessarily know a lot, 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 right? So there's a worry there. It seems like the querent is worried. Is this okay? Is this, is this going to work this relationship? Should I be worried? You got the wary card. There's the death card is here, okay? I mean, the death card is a complicated card. Sometimes the death card comes up and you're like, oh, you know, it's it's going to be like a big metamorphosis, a, a transformation. But it looks, here's what's messing me up, you guys. The final card is the empress. The empress is the goddess of love, okay? She's Venus. There is love here in this relationship. And, you know, that whole idea about twin flames and soulmates, you know, like, yeah, I see that energy in the read like this. I see the intensity of the death card. It's Scorpio, right? It's like, ugh, um, the, 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 the conflict probably feels incredibly intense. And then the making up probably feels incredibly intense. And then there's the wary card, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I have a friend who used to be in a relationship like that. She called it the passion canoe. Sometimes the passion canoe tipped one way. Sometimes the passion canoe tipped the other way. Do you want to be in the passion canoe? I'm not sure. Okay. Next up, what does it look like for you guys to um, move into the woods? Well, listen, it's a nice dream. You got the fortune card, okay? You could make this happen. Like, it is it is something that you really actually can do. Like, for some people, I think it is a lot of talk, you know, that kind of stuff. But also, you know, people do live off the grid. Why not you? Fortune card is saying you can do it. Next, though, is the seven of discs, which is failure. Urgh, okay? And it's a disc card. Listen, it is freaking hard to live off the land. It is hard to live off the grid. Okay. You can do it, but it is going to be hard. And there's going to be things that, you know, problems you can probably already foresee and then problems you, that you can't foresee. The final card is the princess of discs. I love the princess of discs 
because she's lived through a lot. Okay. So what I get from this is that you're going to live and you're not going to end up on a frontline episode. Okay. After going into the woods with some guy you met on the internet, I just care about you. Okay. I care about you. Where Princess of Disc has been through it and now she is a stronger person and she's pregnant. So Will you go into the woods with this guy, break up and emerge pregnant? I mean, I don't think the tarot is that on the nose all the time, but you know, anything's possible. Listen, this looks like, I don't know how to give advice on something like this. When I get the Empress and the death card, it looks like the kind of relationship that frankly, the energy seems like I've been in relationships like these. I'm glad I'm not in them anymore, but I understand them, right? I understand these like intense, I mean, people say passionate, but they're, they're tumultuous. It looks like you're going to have a little bit of that. Is that what you want? Right? I don't know that that's what you want, but I think that's what you're going to get. You might have to move into the woods with this person and do this very extreme thing together in order to see that it's not going to fully work. I don't think, I don't think in the end, you know, you're going to end up living off the grid together. Um, you might end up, you know, living together being, I think that, you know, you guys are going to be an item for a minute. I don't know that you're going to marry this person. Maybe you don't want to get married again, you know? Um, okay. That's a, that's a little bit of a complicated reading, right? But I think it's a little bit of a, uh, a complicated problem. Okay. Now I'm going to see who is here. Who is, who's got their hand up? Who can I help? Jackie Brophy. Hi, Jackie Brophy. Are you here? Hi. Yes, I am. Hi. How can I help you this evening? Um, well, I just want to say first that I love the show. Um, and Thank I really you. appreciate all your insights. Um, so yeah, but anyways, um, so my question is that, um, I'm, I'm in a pretty toxic work relationship. So I'm looking to, um, obviously move from that. And, um, so I'm looking into a few different options. Okay. One of them is an interview process that has been going for what well, feels like forever, a few months. Um, and it seems to be going well. I think I'm at the end of it. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to get some insight into that. And, um, if that doesn't work, I'm kind of looking in the Seattle or Portland area. So I, I don't know what insight you could give me, but, um, I'd really appreciate it. All right. Yeah, that's great. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm shuffling to see what does this interview process look like for you? Um, what does the end result of this look like? Um, is it one of those jobs where you have like six different interviews with like 15 different people? <laughs> um, kind of. I, yeah. They've had a ton of changes. And at first they were trying to figure out kind of what to do with me. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to cut the deck, give it a final shuffle. I'm playing three cards. And now I'm saying, I'm going to look and say, what does Seattle look like for you? I'm guessing you don't, you don't live in either Seattle or Portland. Is that right? No, um, okay. no, I don't. All right. So I'm pulling, I'm shuffling right now, thinking about Seattle and what sort of um, career opportunities are there for you as well as, you know, the rest of your life. What would it be like for you? to live in Seattle. Okay. And I'm pulling three cards and I'll do the same for Portland and that's Portland, Oregon, obviously. Right. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, what would it look like for you to sort of relocate your career to Portland? And of course, bring the rest of your life with you to Portland. Kind of love Portland. Um, All right. So here we go. What is this, this job interview? Oh my God, Jackie Brophy, you're getting this job. <laughs> are, are they going to make you the boss or what? You got boss cards just came up for you. You got the ace of discs, which is like, that's a new job card, right? I mean, discs mm -hmm. is work, it's money, it's resources. The ace is a new beginning, a new cycle. And then comes for you the hierophant which is a major arcana card that's very strong. And it is about like work and tradition and like, you know, traditional, like, like an interview process where you're kind of essentially being judged and evaluated, you know, by mm -hmm. a team of people. That's very hierophant. Like that's very like you're before the board, you know, and it is okay. about, it's about knowledge. Um, it's about like higher ups, hierarchies. It's Taurus also. And it's about like being a hard worker and being able to like manifest resources through your labor. And then your final one, though, is the emperor, 
which is like, you're, you got crowned, like you're going to get crowned. You're the king. Um, you know, it's Aries. It's like, again, so in, in that it's Aries, it's another beginning card. Um, and it's just, it's wonderful. This is so, yeah, you're going to get this card. I mean, is it even, wor- I mean, you're going to get this job. Is it even <laughs> worth looking? I mean, does li- life looks good for you in Seattle and life looks good for you in, you know, there's ups and downs. Let me just say it that way. There's ups and downs in Seattle. There's ups and downs in Portland. Seattle is the star. It starts strong. How exciting. Then it goes to the eight of cups, which is called indolence. Something's being neglected. Some part of you is not being fed by your life in Seattle. And then it's the nine of wands strength, which is like you you can pull yourself out of it. But there's just something where it's something blecky in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, Portland, Princess of Swords, she's a troublemaker. She's like, all right, I'm moving to Portland. It's like, I I don't know. And then next to it is the five of um, cups, which is disappointment. You're like, oh, I, I, I did all this effort to move here. And now I'm just like a little let down by it. Um, your final card is the three of wands, which is virtue. Um, and it's a beautiful card. And so like in both of these readings, I see, you know, the moves not being quite what you think they're going to be, mm-hmm. but, but you pulled yourself out of it. And I don't know, you're probably just that kind of person that can have a great life anywhere, you know, but, but there's going to be something about it where maybe they fall a little short of your expectations. If you have to, if you have to move to one, I would go with Seattle because I like the star and the strength card better mm-hmm. than the princess of swords and the virtue card. I just okay. think it's an, a prettier picture. And, um, but I mean, I think that that just was a waste of our time because you're going to get this job and <laughs> it looks awesome for you. So happy you're going to be getting out of a toxic work situation. Yeah, no, no, me too. Yeah, this um, definitely makes me feel better because I think um, I know it's been going well, but, you know, if it's been stretched on as long as it has, you just kind of start to doubt, doubt things. So, oh, yeah, of course, of course. But no, yeah, trust it. Keep your confidence high. You know how to do this. Like you've got the knowledge, you've got the energy. It's like yours for the taking, basically. Okay. Well, that's um, very glad I got to talk to you. Thank you so much. Me too. Have a great (laughs) night. Okay. I'm going to pop into, I want to check out the chat. What's going on here in the chat? Oh yeah. Don't be, don't be shy. Jump up here. It is all love and support. I just want to help you. Everyone in this crowd wants to help each other. I love this spot. Let me see a scenario twin flame where you fall in love with your lover's identical twin. Oh no, that sounds like a, a terrible romance novel from the eighties or something. Oh, I see. Here's this person. I see Jen. I'm reading your question right now. I see that you're the shy one and you want to know if the current challenges in your relationship are situational and an opportunity to up level, or if it's a sign that it's time to reevaluate. Okay. Let's see. All right. What does it look like to just rest in the knowledge that it is situational, right? And an opportunity to up level, like this is just one of those ups and downs that comes with relationships and you're going to stick it out because like, that's what you do, right? When you commit to somebody. Um, so what does it look like to have that attitude? Is that the appropriate attitude towards, um, you know, the challenges that you're going through or is it time to reevaluate? Because also commitments are commitments, but you, you know, nobody needs to stay in a situation that truly isn't best for them. You know, if it's not best for you, it's not best for, for the person you're with either. So what does it look like to say, you know, I don't know, this might be, this might run its course. I'm going to start really thinking about, um, taking myself elsewhere and leaving this relationship. What does that look like? Okay. Pulling three cards for that. Okay. So let's see what we've got here for sort of seeing it as situational and, um, and a challenge, a growth challenge and sticking with it. Very interesting. You have the death card, the queen of wands and completion that death card, man. So, you know, it's like, this is really interesting. It's sort of, um, I think that there, I think what the death card is saying is that by looking at these challenges and committing, recommitting to the relationship in the face of it, it's like you have, you really do up level, right? You're, you're not casual. You're less casual. There's some elements, there's some sort of element of your relationship that has shed its skin and you're a new beast now because of that. You know, I don't want to say your old relationship is dead because it's not like that. It is really like molting, you know, and the, this card, the death card, which is a Scorpio card, does have like a, a snake in this. And 
you know, snakes shed their skin all the time. So they're a symbol for, you know, being reborn. So you're going to level up by doing this. And it is going to be, I don't want to say that it's painful, but intense, right? There's an intensity to it. There might be an element of grief, you know, like, wow, okay, I'm really, I'm going to stick through this and it's hard, you know, and I'm a little grieving for when it was easier, but um, sticking with it, I think looks good because your next card is the queen of wands. She's just badass. She's got tons of energy, high spirit. She's indomitable. She's that fire that doesn't burn out. So, you know, as, as much as like you might have moments where this gets you down, you've got the strength for it. You've got the um, integrity for it. It's not going to, it's not going to get you down. And then you have the four of wands completion, Venus and Aries. And so this is just really interesting. It looks like you're just at a turning point here in your relationship. You really are. And, you know, to, to go towards the relationship is to turn away from everything else. And there's going to be like a palpable difference in your commitment to your person, right? You you guys are going to feel it. All right. Leaving the relationship. Oh my God. Leaving the relationship looks good also. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What is tarot? What is tarot? Let me tell you this story. It's the devil. Okay. So this is interesting, okay? The devil is a complicated card, right? He is the tempter. Sometimes the devil is tempting us to things that aren't good for us. We maybe want them, but they're not good for us. Sometimes the devil is tempting us toward things that are good for us, but we don't want them, but they're good for us. I'm seeing that that, you know, I had this feeling when the death card came up and I was reading that. I was like, I feel like maybe, Jen, there is a part of you that would like to get out of this relationship. And it's not that you're looking for a reason, you know, but you're, it's almost like, please can somebody give me permission to get out of this relationship? Not that it's that terrible, not like, please, like you're desperate, but like you are being led astray, not even by another person or anything. Just like, it's like what feels more natural for your energy. Your next card after the devil is victory. It's like give in to the devil and you have victory. It's the six of wands. It's Jupiter and Leo. I don't know. Maybe it's true that these um, these challenges are really getting you down because the, that victory card is about big, playful energy of like life and love. And it's like, you know, you don't have that when you stay in the relationship. You have this strength, right? And this bond um, that gets deeper. But um, geez, you know, now that I'm seeing it, you know, compare and contrast, that's why we do this. Your final card is the lovers, right? The lovers card is not like, Oh yeah, I'm getting married. That's not what the lover's card is. The lover's card is when we're forced to make a decision. Should I stay or should I go? Do I commit or do I not commit? You know, do I level up or do I walk away? And I feel like, you know, a card that is representing that question, coming up in a reading about that question, coming up in the patch of cards that is illuminating what it looks like for you to walk, looks good if you walk. It really does. Um, if I had to live in either of these trios of cards, I'd much rather live with the devil, victory, and the lovers. I feel like the devil's your friend in this instance. The devil's not always our friend, but in this one, he's tempting you towards a richer life. Um, ugh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, it's like, really, I don't like telling people to leave relationships because it's hard. It's hard to do that. Okay. Oh, Jen, your Venus is in Aries. I'm seeing all this other stuff. I'm seeing all these other things that, that happened. Oh, okay. I'm going to move on from, from that question. Okay, Jen, I wish you so much luck. Thank you, everybody who's chatting up a storm in this uh, in the little chatterbox here. All right. I got a really good question here that came in to my Instagram. Always remember, you can always send me a question on the DL to my DMs. Okay. Okay, listen. I need clarity on a problem I have with some credit card debt. I have a lot more than I realized. And I totally own that I messed up and I'm working super hard to get it under the under control. The thing is, I haven't told my partner about it. We both learned from past experience that keeping our finances mostly separate is what works for us. Although we definitely share some household expenses, but I haven't told him about my debt because apart from just being embarrassed, He and I grew up in very different financial situations and have different sensibilities around saving, spending, debt, etc. Part of what I'm trying to get a handle on, aside from paying down some debt, is this feeling that I don't have to scrimp and save every penny just to survive. I can actually buy things just because I want them. I'm working on keeping that in check. In the meantime, my question is this, should I just keep doing what I'm doing to pay off the debt? working hard and also working some money magic for good measure. Hey, it never hurts to work some money magic, right? Or is it time to come clean and ask for some help getting it under control? 
not financially, but just for accountability, maybe. <laughs> and this is the last bit and it's in parentheses. So check out this parenthetical. And for the sake of honesty in our relationship, even though I really don't want to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, okay. Once more, no one's asking me, Michelle T. People are asking the tarot. Uh, you know, one thing that I think is really interesting about this question and about the quandary that this querent is finding themselves in is that it sounds like, you know, they're in a mixed class relationship. And that's like, you know, it's not something that really gets spoken about that much, right? Because we don't really talk about class in this country that much, but it's a real thing, you know, like people who grow up with different class backgrounds, um, parents who have money or don't have money, parents who know how to manage money, parents who don't know how to manage money. I mean, it, it must be very heady to, you know, grow up or come up kind of broke and then realize, thanks to the magic of credit cards, you can have some nice shit. Who doesn't like that, right? I get it. You want to stop it short of a, you know, bona fide uh, shopping addiction. That shit is real. So, but it sounds like you're trying to get it under control. Now we're talking about honesty. Okay. Um, I'm shuffling right now. What does it look like for our querent to come clean and ask for some help getting it under control? Okay. What does it look like for our querent to be like, hey, life partner, I have massive debt and I have been talking to you about it and I have this whole like situation going on that takes up money and time and, you know, mental space and emotional space. And you don't even know about it. And I want to be closer to you. What does it look like to, to do that versus what does it look like to just be like, you know, I've made my bed and I'm just going to lie in it. And it's a twin bed. It might even just be a little cot, you know, it might just be a creaky little rusty cot actually. And I'm just going to sleep in it alone. And I'm going to just keep doing my things changing my ways, you know, learning from what happened, diligently paying it off. And, you know, I'm not going to volunteer that information. I'm not going to volunteer that information to my life partner. What does that mode look like? Okay. Coming clean. Very nice. A little cloudy. Very nice. Not coming clean. Hmm. Come clean. Come clean to your partner. Listen, you got beautiful cards for coming clean. Okay. You got the empress. She is the goddess of love. The goddess of love and partnerships and beauty and marriage wants you to tell your partner about this. You know, under her influence, I imagine that your partner will be trying at least to be merciful and understanding and compassionate and show you empathy and support. You know, that the empress bodes well for that kind of a reception. That's the first card. That's uh, the, the last card is success. We got that card earlier, right? We love that card, success. It's so blatant, you know, like it's going to be a very good thing. And it's a discs card. It's the six of discs. Okay. Can I just tell you in the six of discs, like in the, in the rider weight deck, that's the card where like rich people are giving money to poor people. <laughs> so again, not to be so on the nose, but maybe your more financially astute partner will, you know, kick you some cash to, you know, help you along this road. The middle card is the queen of cups. Okay. It's a little bit of a wild card. She's emotional. Okay. So emotions are going to be a little bit of a wild card in this situation. You are probably going to feel vulnerable, triggered, shameful, embarrassed, defensive. Like there's no end to the feelings you could potentially have. Anyone could potentially have in this situation. Same goes for your partner. Oh my God, I've been lied to. I feel resentful. I feel judgmental. I feel scared. I feel taken by surprise. Lots of emotions. Okay. Try to be gentle with your own emotions. And with your partner's emotions, maybe before you even start, you want to set some groundwork. Like, I want to have a conversation. It might be a little emotionally provocative for both of us. Can we promise to try to be on each other's team and be compassionate and like, you know, be there for each other? See if you can set some emotional ground rules. It looks beautiful. If you don't tell, it looks sad. It just looks sad if you don't tell. The first card is, again, that four of uh, swords that came up earlier. It's a truce. It's a compromise. That is a compromise card. So you're making a compromise with yourself. You know, truces happen after wars. You're having an internal war right now because you kind of know you should probably tell your partner this, right? But you're going to just compromise and be like, no, it's cool. I got it. Then the next one is the hermit. So you crawl in your little cave all by yourself like the hermit does. You know, the hermit, sometimes it's great to crawl in a cave all by yourself, but not necessarily when you're supposed to be nurturing a partnership that's 
I guess, you know, based on sharing and honesty and stuff like that. Right. So, you don't you don't want to go in the cave, but not telling your partner is going to keep you in the cave. And then your last one is the seven of cups debauchery. Um, that debauchery card, there's a lot of shame in it. There's a lot of like icky, sticky, slimy emotions. Um, it's about, it's a card of like acting out, you know, I just think it's bad. It's just, it's just like a gloomy, you don't need to handle, you don't need to do this by yourself. You know, you don't need to, this is, you can ask for help. You can ask for support and understanding. You don't you don't have to do this alone. Doing this alone is just really going to, I think, push you to sort of, I don't know, that debauch card, I just see it as acting out on some level. I don't know what that looks like for you, but to me, it's like, it's saying it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for you to continue to be in, you know, a serious partnership with somebody and have your financial life be a secret mess. No secret messes. We don't want secret messes in any of our relationships, right? So I see here, you don't want to, you don't want to tell them, but I think you're going to, and we're all proud of you, okay? All right. Who wants to ask a question? Who's up here? Okay. Angela Paulson. Can I bring you up? Can I help you out? Oh, wait. Hi there. Thank, thank you so much. You're welcome. So I got a bit of a dilemma. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm polyamorous, which means I'm in an open relationship and mm-hmm. with my boyfriend. Okay. We're both long distance. He's on the East Coast. I'm in Phoenix. Okay. And he, about a month ago, he recently decided to ask another girl out. And I find out kind of as an, oh, by the way, after I got back from a day at the swimming pool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought we had agreed and we had this huge fight because I thought we had agreed we would discuss things before just asking other people out. Well, Mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of feel like he says that I haven't, and maybe it's my PTSD, maybe I have abandonment, I mean, maybe it's my abandonment issues, but I feel like, especially since she happens to have the same name as me, the same first name, uh-huh. I feel like I've reached past my sell-by date, mm-hmm. and I feel like slowly but surely she's taking over. He says that's not the case, and that's not true, mm-hmm. but I've been abandoned in poly relationships before. Mm-hmm. I just, I wonder, he's going to be coming to visit me in a month, in okay. the end of October. I guess my question is, should I trust him? Mm-hmm. We have a seven-year, almost a seven-year history. We, you know, <coughs> okay. we met seven years ago in December, and then we started dating off on again off again in february of 15 and i do trust him i mean he's never lied to me before but Mm -hmm. things can change Mm -hmm. i'm just wondering whether i should trust him what he means that he really does still want me to be his girlfriend that i haven't reached past my cell by date Mm -hmm. should i rip off the band-aid and say you know what i'm just gonna let you two have a good relationship and just walk away Mm-hmm. Or should I wait to make a decision until after he leaves Phoenix? Okay. All right. So it sounds like the, the, the questions, I'm really sorry for the pain you're in. I can hear it in your voice. And I've been in poly situations that trigger those abandonment issues. And it feels terrible. It's like, it's really, they're really difficult. So let me see. The first question it sounds like is, what does it look like if you just trust him? Okay. For now, right? What does it look like if you just trust him? I'm shuffling. Um let's see i mean you have a history together you, you you say he has been trustworthy in the past um so let's see what this looks like if you just are like okay you know maybe you fucked up and you you know you just jumped on something without checking with me but i'm just gonna not make a big deal about it i'm gonna just trust you that we're cool i'm picking those three cards next on shuffling what does it look like if in fact you're like, you know something, I just am getting like intuitive hits here that this, there's something going on here. I don't like how it's making me feel and I want to remove myself from it. Like maybe just the fact that it's making you feel like triggered and upset and, you know, impacting your moods and your, your life and your functionality. Maybe that's enough of a reason right there just to walk away from it. Right. If, um, regardless. So let's see, is it in your best interest to, walk away from this connection. I'm picking picking three cards. And now I'm shuffling 
what does it look like to just wait and see, right? More will be revealed. He's coming to you in October. I mean, that's kind of around the corner. At the same time, that's a lot of days to feel miserable in. I understand that, too. But what does it yeah. look like? Yeah. What does it look like just to be like, okay, I'm just going to, like, keep the focus on myself between now and then and just, like, you know, wait wait to see what our connection really feels like when we are in person. All right. So trusting does look a little hard, but it actually looks really nice. Okay. Um, okay. Let me see. Walking away from the situation also looks nice. Oh my God. What is tarot? Wait, but here's one thing that doesn't look nice. Okay. Um, waiting, waiting till he gets here. looks really painful. Um, it seems like you are feeling a sort of urgency right now. And, okay, it's like, do you want to really break up a seven-year relationship kind of, you know, on, you know, on a telephone, like, you know, when there's a when there's a visit on the horizon? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, no, we've, tried, we've talked about me stepping away before, and he's like, no, I want you, which is why I'm thinking, I guess my question is, trust him fully or trust and see what happens trust him for now and then see what happens after he leaves phoenix let let the trip prove let him give him the chance to prove himself during this trip here's what yeah i think you need to do something for yourself before that is what i'm seeing here the cards that you have for just totally just trusting him are the peace card the two of swords peace of mind right it would just sort of be a relief right to be able to trust him however however easier said than done the reality is you just can't trust him it's not it's your mind isn't allowing you to it's not it's not that you can't trust him because he's not trustworthy you're just in a loop you're in a mental loop with it and you're not able to let go of these scary feelings that you have you have the prince of swords yeah you have the prince of swords right and he is um He's this guy who wants to move forward and he can't, you know, he just doesn't have the right tools. So you don't necessarily have the tools right now to be able to just like unconditionally trust him. You have the star card here. You would love to like, that is your ideal. Like your ideal is totally to trust him. These are all mental cards, you know? Um, you know, a lot of times it's really, especially with polyamory, it's really easy to have these like mental ideals that we we're reaching towards, but they fall short when we feel like, you know, terrified shit inside our body right so yeah yeah so here's here's what's coming up for for i'm seeing this like the not trusting him it's more like can you detach yourself or pull away or maybe like take some space from him before he comes instead of like being on the phone long distance trying to get your need met your need for reassurance met through a telephone with someone who is dating another person you're like you're not ne- you're not going to be it's not going to take care of you you however if you if there's a way to detach from that and maybe like say like hey I'm, let's just talk like i don't know how often you talk to him but if you just we talk every day maybe stopping that even though that might feel counterintuitive like why would you pull away See, that from- would reassure me less <laughs> honestly i don't know it's more her that i have an issue with than him I feel like she's trying to take him and he just doesn't see it. I don't know. Well, uh, here's the thing though. It's it's almost like what the tarot was saying is that it doesn't matter if you have an issue with him or with her. It's all the same ball of wax right now. And if you can actually just remove yourself from this, what's become a bit of a drama, if you can just pull yourself away, it's not about you would be reassured less. Like it, it's almost like the tarot is saying, reassure yourself reassure yourself that you'll be fine whatever ends up happening the cards you have for pulling away from this drama is dominion it's two of wands it's mars in aries and it's all about you it's all about you what can you do to take to take care of yourself it doesn't like not have your boyfriend take care of you not have his girlfriend take care of you what can you do to pull yourself out of this morass and get and just build yourself back up in time for this this visit the next card that you have is the eight of discs it's called prudence and it's a really beautiful card it's sun and virgo and virgo like takes is like a care caretaker like virgo is of service um the illustration is a tree that's growing a bunch of 
beautiful flowers and there's leaves curved around the flowers to protect them. And I feel like the, 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 I feel like the tarot is saying you need a little self-protection right now. You need self-protection. You don't necessarily need, I mean, it would be of course lovely for the boyfriend to recognize that you need a little protection maybe from the, you know, the intentions of his date or whatever, but you need to actually protect yourself right now. And then your final card here is art. And it's a marriage card. It's a card about um, coming together with another person. It's a real partnership card. And I think what I, I think that what I'm seeing here um, is that there's a little bit of a. It's like you're in, under a spell. It's like you're under a spell from the situation, and it's it's like a loop, and you need to cut it. You need to break it. You need to break the spell. And I think the only way for you to break the spell that this situation has cast on your mind and your heart is to remove yourself from it. Even though it might be a little hard at first, fill those hours with things that are all about you, all the other parts of your life that are not your boyfriend, right? Fill it up. Because right now, the cards for him coming look really painful. You have the oppression card, which is like feeling like you're at the end of your rope. Like, why did you even say yes to this? Why did you say yes to Polly Why did you say yes to this person? Why did you say yes to this visit? You're, it's like you won't even know why. The hanged man which is like, fuck, I put myself in this position. I put myself in this open relationship and here I am like being torn apart by the reality of an open relationship. And then there's the debauch card is the final card. It's the seven of cups. That is the hole that no human being can fill. You referenced your own abandonment issues. Like that shit gets super triggered in polyamorous relationships. And, you know, quite honestly, the other person is not able to fix that heal that wound you know it's an inside job and it's so complicated and confusing to try to figure out well what can you expect from your partner as support in you dealing with your abandonment issues in a situation like this but um right now it looks like without you taking a step back to care for yourself all of this that your visit with your with your boyfriend is going to be really hard you're just going to stay in this state of feeling crazy and needing his reassurance and yet that reassurance doesn't actually reassure you does that make sense um yeah i'm thinking i don't want to step back from the relationship mm -hmm. until i because you said trusting him does look nice and i do trust him i mean mm -hmm. we've shared so much together and I, I i'm not a quitter i would hate to be a quitter i would hate to break up something that we've really had and, and nurtured and maybe I'm overreacting maybe I'm worried uh, it looks like maybe I should do a combination of these things like not step away from the relationship right but take some time for yourself you know lo locate uh, this there's this like Buddhist saying that's like if you have a problem you have a problem so it's like figure out like what of this is just you it's you it's your little tender inner child that's feeling threatened and scared and like it's not yeah. being done cl cleanly enough to that's make you what feel i'm worried about what if it is me and i don't want to i don't want to hurt him in the process because it well, could be me i mean i've dealt with a lot of trauma and so I, i'm thinking whether or not it's you or him it would be beneficial according to the tarot for you to take some space to take care of yourself that's the takeaway. At least some me meditation, I think, would sure. be nice. That sounds amazing. And yeah. Then, you Things know, that way I can be more level headed when he comes. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be able to, to decide for myself whether yeah. I'll, I'll know for sure then whether I yeah. can, how things are going to go. I think that sounds right. And I wish you all the luck in the world with like getting clarity and getting a, like a strong sense of yourself that you can bring to the conversations that will no doubt happen around this. Okay. okay, take care of yourself. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see what we get next. Oh, you know something? I got a question here that's not a problem per se, but it is like a question sort of about uh, magic and tarot. It says, in your book, Modern Tarot, that's right, folks. I wrote a book called Modern Tarot. Some of the spells and rituals, whatever you call it, says to wait for a full moon. Well, I did. And the evening got away from me and I had no time to whisper my sorrows into a cup of tea, which I so desperately need. Um, anyway, an yeah, so basically the question is, can I still whisper my sorrows and let it rest until tomorrow? What if I miss the full moon? What's the time limit? Listen, there's a lot of pressure to like get on that full moon. You know what I mean? I feel it. I feel it every month. Like, oh my God, I got to gather my crystals. 
I got to put some water out under the full moon and like charge it, you know, but (laughs) when it starts feeling like that, I think it's really good to just give it a rest, you know, it's okay to miss the full moon. It's okay to miss the new moon, you know, the, the moon and all of its, you know, as it moves through the sky and all of its positions, it does have different powers and, and different, you know, um, symbols and they're powerful to work with for sure. But I also think like, you know, so you miss the full moon better do the spell the next day, I think, than not do it at all. Cause when you do that spell, you're still feeding yourself spiritually, right? You're still um, working with your own energy. You're giving yourself that space. So it's okay if, if you miss the moons, okay? The, and, and the moon will always come back. You can always do it another time when it's full. So I just wanted to address that because I really like when I get little like practice questions. You guys, it's 6.03 and I need to go to Trader Joe's and get a bunch of groceries because my kids come in here tomorrow and there's the cupboards are bare. Thank you so much for being here with me and for trusting me with your problems. I love picking cards for folks and hanging out and chatting. Thanks for such a lively chat tonight. It's so great. I'll be here next Wednesday, same time, same place. If you'd like to um, email me, I'm sorry, message me um, a problem. I'm on Instagram at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. And, you know, I'll do my best to get to them. I got to tell you, there's not enough time. I keep I keep experiencing that. Look, we're four minutes over. Um, and there's so many folks I didn't get to. And I'm really sorry about that. Um, but I do hope to see you here next week. And I will try to get to as many folks as I can. Have a good night.